Hey friends, welcome to Conversations with Kenzie, a podcast hosted by yours truly, Kenzie Brenna. No topic goes unturned here. We talk about everything with everyone. We like to get raw and sometimes we get heavy and sometimes we swear. So I'm warning you now. Also, we are working remotely. So audio quality between host and guest may differ. Lastly, check out our show notes for giveaways, fun promotions, or discounts to our favorite stuff. Enjoy the show. All right. Hi, Shane and Hannah. Hello. How are you two doing today? We're good. We're doing really good. How about you? Good, good. What makes you guys doing well on a day like this? (laughs) So there'd be a very different answers for that question. Yeah. (laughs) What makes you feel like you're doing well today? I mean, I feel like we have very different answers than we would have had like six months ago before the <laughs> pandemic. Like we, now we, we're just like, we don't have COVID. Yeah, we're, uh, that's a, we're a home. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just feel like we're, we're, we've had a productive day hmm. so far. And uh, I think you are happy because your mom brought you apple cake. She did bring me so cake that's this a, morning. So that's a big plus. She dropped off a cake. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good day. It's a good way to start the day. <laughs> apple cake? She made, she saw a recipe for apple cake. It's like vanilla cake with apples in it. I don't know if I'm buying it. She made it from scratch. It's really good. <laughs> I don't know if I'm buying it, but like, <laughs> what wouldn't you buy out of that? That it's an apple cake or uh, like? Just the desirability of it. Oh. She's a chocolate <laughs> person. He likes chocolate. He doesn't like yeah. fruit. If it's not extremely unhealthy, mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with okay. it. <laughs> right. For sure. For sure. Um, I've never heard of apple cake before. Definitely have heard of apple pie. So um, I'm questioning the validity of the cake itself. As well. I know. It's more like a muffin. If you picture like an apple okay. muffin, it's like cake with, with apple in it, chunks of apple. It's a really big like cake-shaped muffin. Okay, whatever. So, so a cake. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but also, like, sign me up for cake. As long as it's not, like, that weird fruit cake that old people yeah. eat during Christmas, I'm in, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not, like, um, I don't have cake bias like Shane does, apparently. <laughs> apparently, I am very opinionated about <laughs> Very opinionated. I have big boundaries around cake. <laughs> big boundaries around cake. <laughs> Um, so today's episode, we are talking to you both about your relationship and talking to you both, getting to know you guys a little bit more. Do you want to tell us first off, just by starting how you both met each other? Um, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want, you sure. Go ahead. Both right. at the same time though. Let's, let's stumble <laughs> over ourselves the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, Shane doesn't like to tell the how we met story. I'm always the one that has to tell it. It's not that I don't like it. I just feel like your perspective of it is more true. important. It's weird for you to tell yeah. it. Okay. So we met like four and a half years ago now. Uh, I was a freshman in college and I was living in Minnesota and Shane was living in Pennsylvania. And I saw a documentary that one of my favorite actors made. My favorite show is The Office. And uh, <laughs> do you like that? So good. We're friends. So good. <laughs> so good. So the guy that plays Dwight on there, Rain Wilson, has a YouTube channel and he made like a mini documentary about Shane and his the book that he had written and his nonprofit. Um, so I saw that 
And then I read his blog that it also linked to. This was I, back when blogging was like, was like a thing. the hot thing. Well, it was like the tail end of that. Your blog was already like dying down. Yeah, I was fading You were done. Blog, yeah, yeah, you were stopping. There you were a D-list celebrity <laughs> at that time. <laughs> exactly. And there wasn't a recent post. Uh, yeah. But I, I looked at the blog and then I emailed him, which is like a very strange thing to do, I feel like. Why, did you, why did you email me? Because I thought we would get along. And I was I was absolutely correct. But I was like, oh my God, we would really get along so well. So I was like, hi, I really love your blog. And then do you, you can take it away, Shane. Yeah. So I woke up. Very, I, at that time in my life, I was waking up at like 6 a.m., um that's an unnecessary detail (laughs) well it was very early in the morning i remember that very it was like dark outside yeah and i was listening to my emails and there was this very lovely email from a girl named hannah in minnesota and at that point because of that documentary that rain made um and my my d-list blog um i did get a good amount of emails just from people that were finding my stuff and many almost all of those emails said something to the effect of wow even though you have this horrible horrible disease you're pretty funny or you're so happy and it it, it juxtaposed you know the fact that i am disabled with like me being a regular writer i, I don't know um as if that was impossible hannah's email said nothing about my disability it just talked about our mutual sense of humor, our mutual interests, and that really stood out to me. Um, so I did a little sleuthing online, and I, I made, made, sure, I was made sure she was a real person. And then I wrote back an email, uh, super suave. It was like 7.15 a.m. 7.15 a.m. saying, wow, like you're great. Here's my phone number. Uh, let's talk. Uh-huh. And, That's like uh, also things that we like tell people to not do online 101. Mm-hmm. Don't give out your phone number and like almost like I know that in the realm of social media it's a little bit different, but like don't talk to strangers and don't give out your phone number. And you guys are like, yep, let's do both of those things. Exactly. Know, exactly. And it was like this beautiful woman from a thousand miles away, like <laughs> for you know, it should have been a catfish. Like I should have been dead a catfish. Oh. Uh, but I was like, here's my number. Well, I felt safe because I knew that you were a real person. Yeah. Like, I saw a legitimate documentary about you. So I was like, well, that's mm-hmm. definitely him. But you, yeah, you had no idea. Um, but really, it was Hannah's humor and her intellect shown through. And uh, I felt like we would get along as well. So mm-hmm. we began texting that day. And uh, FaceTimed like the next FaceTimed day. FaceTimed the next day. That was magical. We were like instantly comfortable with each other yeah. um and then we just began facetiming every day every day for as many hours of the day as we could mm-hmm. um d- yeah i was gonna say that's really 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 beautiful and i'm wondering if you both have had this feeling with people um in on social media or just like online in general when we all started to you know get more of ourselves online when i would come across certain profiles like this was again like five six years ago there were some like i've met some of my best friends online and there were some people that i just came across their profile or i came across their youtube video and it was like i was instantly like this has to be a person in my life you know and there was just there's something that transmits itself beyond the screen where you're like 
I don't know why, but I have to reach out to this person. Do you both feel like something like that had happened when you guys like met each other online? Oh, definitely. That was like basically what my first email to you said. That's what my, yeah, that's my response. That's like almost verbatim. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like, I was like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I think that we should know each other. And and I cannot overstate how out of character that that was for Hannah. Hannah is an Mm. extremely shy, you know, not the type of person to send mm-hmm. a hold email. I think that is probably the, the biggest honor of my life Aww. that Hannah Aylward <laughs> <laughs> put aside her shyness True. to email me. I also thought you wouldn't respond, <laughs> so it was a pretty safe, uh, safe email. I didn't call you. <laughs> I feel like shyness definitely can like almost rob us of moments that we want to have with other people and can take us away from us being present and wanting to be ourselves and stuff. And so the fact that you push through shyness because for some reason there was just like some type of connection, I think is really, really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So you guys, me, we fall in love. We're married now. Great. Amazing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> love it. Congratulations, by the way. One, just getting married in general is just such an incredible accomplishment for people. And two, to be married during a pandemic. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, never would have expected it to happen this way. Mm-hmm. Um, when did we like decide that we were not doing the full, uh, the full on. When we had to send out our invitations, so like right. June, yeah, it was either like send out the invitations or cancel it, and we <sighs> we couldn't send them out because like you know we couldn't invite people to Minnesota from mm-hmm. like all around the world, so we were like okay, we're canceling it, and then mm-hmm. we didn't decide we were going to actually get married this year until like a week before <laughs> our original date when we were like we need to do something yeah. on the original date, and we just decided to actually get married. Yeah, um, we were like. We're like, what's the point in waiting? Like, yeah. we feel like husband and wife. So like, why? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> so on your YouTube channel and on both of your Instagrams, you talk about interable dating. Can you describe that term for us? Yes. Uh, so that refers to when one of the people in the relationship has a disability. And it can also refer to like, both people having different disabilities or different levels of, you know, ability and in, in the same disability, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, however you want to define it. But we use it to refer to our relationship just because it's easier than saying, you know, in relationships like ours, where someone has a disability, we just say in interactive yeah. relationships. We, we've done a little bit of pushback here and there on that, on using that term mm-hmm. to okay. define our relationship. Um, I think it's important to note that like in our life, you know, off of YouTube, we don't think of ourselves as like an interabled couple. It Mm -hmm. really is just a way to quickly, like Hannah said, define what we are. And what we're talking about. And what we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, we we experience things that are different than we would if she didn't have a disability. So, Mm -hmm. you know, in order to talk about that in a way that people understand, you kind of have to have, unless we every single time say, in relationships like ours, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm. It's just easier to use it. I think people that push back against it, like the the general reasoning is that, like, you know, Shane's disability isn't, you know, isn't just, something that should be like, isn't yeah. So, yeah. Why why would you define it by his disability? But like Shane always says, his disability isn't a bad thing. Like yeah. it genuinely is a part of him, and it's not a bad thing to say like that he's disabled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to say on like a, a relation or describing a relationship as interracial. That's not a bad thing. I was just describing 
a relationship. I think it's a good descriptor yeah. for what if you're talking it, for about one issues. aspect of our relationship. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. So it's a term that is used to describe a part of the relationship, but it's not the relationship itself. You yeah, know, exactly. the relationship itself is not like okay, well, we're waking up and we're interabled, so <laughs> let's get on with it. Yeah, that means we have to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and that totally makes sense. And I love that, um, the way that you guys have defined it, because if there was, you know, a relationship between a black woman and a white man, that is an interracial relationship. And the term interracial, I think will give people a clue what one partner may experience in the relationship versus what another partner will experience in the relationship. But that's not what the relationship is itself. And it's so, so much more than that. And I think coming back to that, uh, shame that has to do with a lot of like, you know, the comments and the um, the emails that you were getting that were not similar to Hannah's. You know, people were like, "You're disabled, but you're funny," and you're like, "Wow, two can exist at once." Like, who knew? Um, and so I feel as if like the term itself is just it's yeah, it's one aspect. It's talking about the way that. Um, this couple will navigate the world in a specific way, whereas other couples will navigate the world in, in specific ways. Yeah. Hannah, had you ever dated someone in a wheelchair before? No, I had had, like, I didn't really know anybody that used a wheelchair before I met Shane. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. So he was the first one that I had ever met that used a wheelchair. And that definitely affected your perspective a lot, like, yeah. in terms of like accessibility. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, I had never considered accessibility like when I went places I never noticed if there were steps to get in or you know I had never thought about like how difficult it would be for someone that uses a wheelchair to get on an airplane like I had just never thought of that stuff so I think the first couple months of us dating was a lot of me learning like how horrible accessibility is in our society I'm like this is gonna be a lot of fun for you get ready <laughs> <laughs> this has been my whole life, but you're just getting started. <laughs> well, I mean, do you remember our first date when yeah. you had like that rude amazing mm-hmm. here? Yeah, on our first date, we were at a little diner in Shane's hometown, and halfway through, a woman came up to our table. And at first, I thought that maybe she was like a family friend of Shane's. I didn't know anybody. And she comes over to Shane and puts her hands on his shoulders. And my head. And, like, yeah, yeah, one on yeah. your shoulder, one on your head, and uh, <laughs> began to pray very very loudly like scream praying uh and she was saying like lord give this boy a happier life please help him be happy save him yeah Yeah. and shane interrupted her and was like uh i actually have a happy life thank you very much i'm like do you see who i'm sitting with the woman i have a happy life (laughs) the woman was like that's not what i meant and shane was like i know exactly what you meant it was very sassy of him and she just walked away but that i mean i thought that that was like a um, unbelievable incident that had happened to us. And Shane was like, no, that happens all the yeah, time. Yeah, that was like probably the 30th time in my life that yeah. a stranger has just prayed over me, uh, unprovoked, mm-hmm. just, you know, trying to fix me. Uh-huh. Most times they ask permission, I found out. And, you know, because it happens all the time. Yeah. But that was that was an a interesting one. Yeah, she, she was, just began. She was brazen. Um, <laughs> Two questions for both of you. Um, and whoever wants to go first is fine. Shane, are you numb to those types of interactions when it happens now? Or is it like a, oh God, this is happening again. What the fuck? And Hannah, for that, did that, was that jarring for you of thinking like, holy shit, this is something that Shane goes through and something that I've never had to think about or experience? 
definitely, definitely jarring for me. I couldn't believe it. And I still can't believe it. I think every single time something like that happens, you know, like when we were at the airport just like last year, it was almost a year ago exactly in New York City. And like an airport employee came up to Shane and began like cooing at him and stroking his chin. Literally stroking like, cooing, my face. Like it was a literal baby. Like you would go, I mean, it was inappropriate even if it was a baby, but she went up and she was like, oh, it was so unbelievable. Every single time something oh like that God. happens, I'm shocked. Yeah. And I would say... Yeah, I am pretty numb to it. Um, it like on a case by case basis, uh, it doesn't upset me nowadays. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, it's like it it feels so unbelievable that that's still a real thing happening in our world today. So that makes me laugh. But there are moments when I kind of reflect on how often it mm. happens, and that can be pretty uh, upsetting um, to realize that like. You know, it's still that big of a problem that it happens this often. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, we use, it, we use it as motivation for like why we're making the videos that we make because, you know, it, ignorance is still very much out there. So, absolutely. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. And it's so, it's so nice that you have levity towards it, that you have a lightness towards it because I feel like there's only so much that you can, you know, take to heart before you're like, I don't have a heart anymore because those experiences are just going to like take small pieces of yourself over and over again. And you're right. That is why like the work that you two are doing is so important. And the education that you guys are putting out there is so important. And also just putting out there that like, we're a normal couple, like this is us cooking. This is us traveling. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. the boring, normal stuff that couples go through on a day-to-day yeah. basis, yeah. I think is like one of the most important, not saying that like being boring is important, but like it is <laughs> in, yeah. in it a is. way. I mean, I mean, going back to the interabled description, like that's a fairly small part of our relationship. There are certainly experiences that we have that are because of the fact that I'm disabled like these instances mm-hmm. that we're describing and some of the, you know, systemic issues that are out there. But mm-hmm. for the most part, like we make out, we work, we make dinner, we watch movies. Mm-hmm. Like and we're not we're not very interesting. Uh, so so don't check out our YouTube channel, everyone. <laughs> Come follow uh, us on Instagram. We're really interesting. <laughs> but I should also say, you know, that levity, um, Hannah has kind of adopted or hung around to that. Like in the mm-hmm. beginning, she used to get like angry and like want to fight these people when mm-hmm. things like this would happen. But like with that more recent uh, airline employee, like for the rest of the day, Hannah was like cooing at me. <laughs> so like it, it, she handles it well now and we just make it funny. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I still do, I think, have a an angry reaction to you at inaccessibility. Oh, like, yeah. At people's ignorance, I definitely have like, you know, what are you going to do? But I think when we come across like a an inaccessible thing that I want to do, I have filed ADA complaints. Like I will send emails and like Shane. And I'm just like, come on, let's move on. Yeah, he's encountered too many obstacles like that to be like this matter. I've given up. We'll do something else. But instead, I'm like, no, this is I'm going to deal with this problem. As an able-bodied person, hearing this, it's almost like 
it's almost as if I I think to myself, and I'm curious what you two think of this, um, where it's kind of good that Hannah can have that stamina to be able to call shit out and to be able to write in and stuff because we say that so much that it it isn't the person who is victimized by society and that is going through these experiences, it's not their job to change the world. It's the rest of the world that needs to change. So is there almost like a sense of like, I guess, relief having your partner be on your side like that and being like, yeah, she's got this good. I'm going to go watch TV. She's going to send in the complaint. <laughs> I, I mean, absolutely. Um, I, I think that Hannah's passion for fixing the systemic issues that exist uh, has been huge for me. So because I also think that I do have some level of responsibility to do what I can um, with you know the platform that mm-hmm. we have and stuff like that. And I, I, I kind of mean it when I say that up until I met Hannah, I'd kind of given up on you know making real changes. I was just mm-hmm. kind of out there being funny online and trying to make people laugh. And Hannah's passion and anger, for lack of a better word, um, really brought me back to realize that like it needs to be a balance between being like, well, fuck it, can't help that, and mm. being like, no, oh, let's try to like make people aware and change things. And it's been huge for that. And and like it wasn't always easy. Like there were times when she would really want to speak out about something. And I was like, no, come on, like this is just a headache, let's move on. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been good for us to like yeah. go through those things. And yeah. Absolutely. Coming back to relationships, Shane, have you ever dealt with ableism in a previous romantic relationship? Yeah, absolutely. I had, I think the biggest example is parents of former partners telling my former partners that this relationship was a bad idea because I'm disabled. Uh, just like straight up saying it. And obviously that puts the partner in a very weird position because they feel the way they feel, but a parent's opinion is a pretty big mm-hmm. thing. Um, and I, I think in both of the relationships where that was finally brought up to me, that mm-hmm. their parents didn't support it because I required care or whatever it was, that always kind of signaled the end of that. Um, things just don't feel very compatible once that happens and so the the difference meeting hannah's family who was just wildly supportive from the very beginning like never uh, a doubt in their mind it was so it was just a huge breath of fresh air Oh, that's so, so, so nice to hear. I was thinking about asking that of, of asking, you know, um, how do you get along with Hannah's family? Because that's a thing in all relationships, right? Like in all relationships, you could hate someone's parents or they could hate you. And then that can cause, um, like, you know, distance or disconnection in the relationship itself. And it's so, it's, it it's so disheartening when someone's parents don't like you and or someone's parents are thinking that the relationship itself is not just worth it or not going to last or whatever it is yeah. and even if your partner 
could say like, well, screw them, you know, like whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, let's just like Bonnie and Clyde this kind of thing. It still weighs in your head. Like there's still that element of like, well, if we do have a future together, like we want your parents involved, you know, like family is really important to a lot of people, Uh chosen family and biological family and all different, like all of that is so important because community is so important. And so that's really, really, really lovely to hear that Hannah's family was like instantly like, yep. Yeah. Part of the fam. It's did cool. you did your parents say anything? I I, I know the answer, but I like, know. yeah, no, of course they didn't. You know that. Uh, <laughs> they, I think, when I first told my parents about Shane, they mostly my mom was extremely concerned because I like told her that I had met a man online uh, from Pennsylvania and I wanted to go there. And she was like, <laughs> "That's absolutely not." Yeah, exactly. She was like, "No way. Uh, it's not okay to do." Um, but she Facetimed with Shane like uh, multiple times before I ever went there. Mm. I, I think I visited you the first time like three months after mm-hmm. we met. So she had already Facetimed with him. Yeah. And they, they got along wonderfully. I mean, yeah, ableism stuff aside, Hannah's mom and dad are like, they feel like best friends, but they mm-hmm. have amazing senses of humor. They're so smart and just like caring. And uh, yeah, it was, it, it, we connected very well from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. <laughs> what are both of your attachment styles or love languages? We, we took a quiz just in we, preparation for this question. Yeah, we yes. prepared. Yep, we looked it up this morning. Um, both of us got secure attachment style yes. on the quiz that we took. Ugh, but I feel, so like, cool. I feel like I have a little bit of, I looked up the definitions of each of them, and I feel like I have a little bit of like the fearful or like the last one where it's like a couple of different styles. Mm-hmm. What, why? Do you, I don't know. I don't know a lot about it. I don't remember now. <laughs> I just remember that I thought that. What was it? What Fearful? Did I still no, fear it's not. you? It was like, it was like <laughs> a mixture. It, I know there's like the anxious, the, uh, what's the other one? It's so like a, we've got anxious, avoidant, and secure. Most those are like the three basic ones. Anxious. Oh, uh-huh. there was a fourth one that I thought I was a little bit Oh like, no, we might have used a fake website. No, it wasn't a fake website. Actually. It was, I think it was Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up the definitions but, anyway, but we are secure. And you would read that I was secure. You are definitely secure. Yeah. I just thought I had a little bit of like the, I don't want to open up emotionally, whichever one that is. Well, but, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. So earlier in our relationship, it did, and this goes back to Hannah's shyness. It yeah. did take a bit for her to open up. Like, and I was, you know, it wasn't a big deal at all. It just meant like that we had to, I think it also helped me that we were long distance and a lot mm. of our communication was like either texting or FaceTime just because it felt less, I don't know, vulnerable than being like in person with someone having to yeah. talk mm. about emotions. Right. I yeah. don't know. It was just easier to, to, you know, talk yeah. in those other ways. And I think that might've, might've, sorry, we're getting off track here, but I think that might've helped a little bit with the introduction of disability to Hannah's mm. like perspective, because sure. um, it wasn't like, all right, see you tomorrow. You have to uh, help me put my hand up on my wheelchair's joystick. I hope you're ready for that. Yeah, it was like we could mm-hmm. talk about you know those tiny aspects of my my life that are a bit different. Like you mm-hmm. have to uh, you know help me put my jacket on. And we knew each other like so yeah. well. You know, like yeah. three months in, we we. Knew each other because really we've well. been talking all the time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Before we even yeah. met in person. So. Yeah. So that was helpful. Yeah. 
I think that that is just such a gift of technology is the fact that people can do things and they don't have to physically be in front of one another. They can be distant and then technology allows us to connect better. And Hannah, if you're more introverted and if Shane's more extroverted than you, then you both can take your time with getting to know each other and have those nights of just talking and getting emotionally close. And then, mm-hmm. you know, three months late, and then you both know also you're not catfishing each other <laughs> and, then, and then you can meet in person. Yeah. Um, do you both know what your love languages are? So we did attachment styles. What are your yeah. love languages? But wait, before you say your love language, I need it to be known that I've been trying to think of the word introverted this entire time and to not come to my head. (laughs) So I've just been saying shy. (laughs) I would like to go back and revote all the times I said shy and replace it with introverted. Shy works too, but introverted is Introverted is what I meant. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, love language. Um, mine is words of affirmation. Yes, mm. which we both agree. Yeah, is accurate. Yep. Although mm-hmm. we did take a quiz just to like check in on this, make sure we were <laughs> right, and all both of ours were like very split. Like that, my words of affirmation it was like thirty percent, and then the next one down was like twenty seven. So mm. I but but I think I agree that words of affirmation definitely. Uh-huh. And then when we, when we think about our our daily life, we've kind of naturally settled into this rhythm of yeah. like. I enjoy praising Hannah. That sounds weird. Uh, yeah, but, well, praising is a creepy word to use. Yeah, praising. But it's true. <laughs> like, I, mean I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate like a good job when I've done the dishes. Mm. Yeah. I genuinely, I, I want him to be like, thanks for doing the dishes. Nice job. Like, I literally like that. Mm. So I think that that is true. Yeah. You know, and yeah. also just like, I love you and stuff. But yeah, no, I think it's good job doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's um yeah it's it's verbal um it's like a verbal validation you know yeah. like kind of thing it's like giving that out is verbally validating someone whereas like maybe physical touch or acts of services or whatnot um is a way of validating someone else or showing appreciation or whatnot. Yeah. Shane, what are your love languages? Mine is physical touch. Um, which I'm just realizing this now, but it works really nicely that yours is words because I can give words. I know, and I I, can give physical touch. It's true. (laughs) Um, We can get into that. But uh, yeah, physical touch, I enjoy um, that. God, you're being so creepy. (laughs) I enjoy it. I praise Hannah and I like (laughs) physical touch. All right, I'm going to just step out now. Yes, to finish up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. So the way that we express love or the way that we express interest might be different than the way that we want it given to us. So mm-hmm. Hannah may really enjoy words of affirmation, but she may express love through physical touch a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And you might be fine with physical touch and that makes you feel really appreciated and validated but you really like doing acts of services or really like doing words of affirmation for your partner. And it's like, it's that balance between like, how do I give and and show love? And how does my partner give and show love? And does it match up to my wants and needs? Yeah. You, yeah. You said it perfectly. Yeah. What you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Shane, you can, st- anytime, you, you, oh, Hannah and I will finish. <laughs> Okay, so now I'm curious, what's both of your favorite ways to let either one know that you want physical intimacy? 
I did. I mean, I my answer is kind of out of necessity because um, I can't like really. I can't physically like you know hug mm-hmm. Hannah or like snuggle up closer to her. I have to physical uh, uh, verbally be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. can you get closer?" Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. just like we just sort of established that in our relationship that we like verbally yeah. talk about that. It's yeah mm-hmm. because we kind of have to. Mm-hmm. And that might maybe that like that might look weird to others experiencing it in the beginning, but it feels super natural that like, you know, it'll be just like, or I'll just be like, hey, can you come closer so I can give you a kiss rather than Mm. just giving her a kiss, you know? Yeah. Right. Yes, 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 absolutely. I think that for most relationships, I think that um, we're so bad with communication in general in our society that just over talking about things is actually better because you get to know people's boundaries. You know, some people do- don't like necessarily just being kissed out of the blue or just being hugged or touched out of the blue, especially if maybe they've gone through trauma or maybe they're going through chronic pain or whatever. And so I think like getting to know your partner is just better to over ask than under ask anyways, or, mm-hmm. or say like, Hey, I, I really would love like for you to snuggle me right now. Or I would really love for you to kiss me right now. Like yeah. that's just so much better than trying to guess. Mm-hmm. Cause to me, it's like, that's, that will lead into so many problems trying to guess and make assumptions and all of yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. I think the way that you initiate and correct me if I'm wrong is you just bury your nose into me. <laughs> just your nose. There's no, <laughs> that sounded weird but like yeah like if we're huddling in bed yeah. like she'll just you know snuggle well, I, in, yeah right? i yeah. think i i definitely mix the two of like you uh-huh. know just physically initiating and yeah. like you know discussing it uh-huh. communicating mm-hmm. it but you always leave with your nose it I, apparently shane thinks i like what sniff sniff <laughs> sniff my way towards you <laughs> she sniffs okay, me out yeah. from across the room <laughs> Um, so for a turn in the conversation, what's one thing that you two fight about? Oh, that's a good one. We just had an argument about the furnace in our basement. So, uh, that's a super boring adult example. I was under the assumption that Shane had called and dealt with the furnace issue. And then all of a sudden I and was I, informed and I hadn't. that they were not on their way and Shane had indeed not dealt with the problem. But Hannah was adamant that I had indeed already <laughs> told. She remembered the conversation verbatim. I, she I may, swear to God, she I She may have dreamt call. it. I'm not sure. I just wished it into, into existence, apparently. I, I think a, a more real answer, we do argue about um, kind of what we were talking about before with like the level of advocacy that we put into our content yeah do you want to speak to that yeah i think shane tends to err on the side of making sure that we don't offend any anybody you know making sure that we don't alienate any anyone that's watching our videos Mm. um i think that also stems from him having a nonprofit that sort of like necessitates the fact that you don't you know take stances on political issues specifically Mm -hmm. Mm. um and so yeah it's definitely been tricky balancing you know, talking about issues, especially when they relate to disability. And it's like weird not to, you know, because that's mm-hmm. what we, that's what our channel's all about. Yeah. With, you know, not going overboard. And, and I yeah. think we have different opinions on like where the line should be. Yeah. Mm. And then we've, we've definitely come a long way in our ability to talk about that uh, productively rather mm-hmm. than just instantly fight yeah. about it. Um, and I think it's really benefited our 
channel to again have Hannah's kind of level of passion for advocacy and that type of messaging. Yeah, um, I think you. But one thing we do still fight about is uh, like kind of similar to that, but it's responding to rude comments. <laughs> I really take a lot of joy in like responding to and people or someone's happiness uh-huh, or blocking them. Like, mm-hmm. I just love to block people. I find it to be, like, the most fun activity of my day is just to, like, go through and block all the people that I hate that are sending me, like, terrible, terrible things. Mm-hmm. And Shane, like, doesn't do that. He's like, don't let it bother you. Like, don't give him the satisfaction. Like, I don't even read the, the messages or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll be like, I'm I'm responding to this person. And he'll get really mad at me and be like, you should mm-hmm. – that's unprofessional or whatever. Well, I mean, it, it – it, like – I know it upsets Hannah. Yeah, it's like, true. She'll argue it never with someone. Feels better. It never feels better. Sure. Yeah, you'll be upset for the rest of the night, and I'm in some way trying to avoid that. You know. I know it's nice of you, but for I still you. get mad. I know. I have to work on it. But well, not, I don't know. I think there is a time and a place for telling someone off for blocking them or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do argue about that. That's a good point. Yeah. Hmm. It's so tricky handling messed up comments online because on one hand hannah is right that they like if they deserve to have something mean written back to them then like (laughs) it's free game baby like Uh you put your comment online i'm gonna put my response back but then the other side of that is you know if there are nameless and faceless people commenting on on a youtube channel or commenting on instagram are they really like there to actually offer something to you And of course, we all know that the answer is no, like people just have opinions and the internet allows that's the dark side of the internet and the dark side of technology is that we all get to have an opinion at any time of the day and we can write up really, really, really mean things. And I love the way that Brene Brown kind of approaches this where she said, you know, if you're not going to actively put yourself in the ring with me and if you're not going to show your face and if you're not going to actually be a human being, then I'm not going to give you my time or day. But I have a problem with it too because sometimes I've actually been able to get through to trolls and I've been able to actually get to the other side where they like are like, oh, you are a human being. And I'm like, well done. Like, good for you. Crash course on how to like be a human being 101 kind of thing. So I know that that exists and I know that there's hope, but then the other side of it is like the wasted time and like the wasted hours and like the wasted cortisol. Like I'm just like full of stress and my body's like shutting down and I'm like, no, 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 just one more, one more, one more comment. And so it's, it's definitely a toss up, but do you two hear really ridiculous things about yourselves online? Oh yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah. Where do we begin, Shane? Oh geez. This is where I think the term interable does really play into our our description of our relationship. Mm -hmm. You can't really talk about our relationship without mentioning the fact that troves of people think that it's fate Mm -hmm. because of the fact that I am disabled and require some caregiving and Hannah provides that care and is not disabled. Yeah, Uh, We have read thousands of conspiracy theories about you know, the fact that I am either paying Hannah or... Or that I'm using you. Or that you know? you're using me, yeah. Simply because I'm disabled and people assume that I'm not a valuable partner because of that. Yeah, mm. or like that I'm taking your disability checks, which I always think is funny because that would be like, if you got those, it would be like $700 a month. Okay, that's that, what like, I was going to say. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, people who receive disability checks, like, 
they're not a lot. No, it's oh, a no, problem. It's like yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a problem. I don't understand. Yeah. That's, a, that's a very common one is that I'm like, people don't realize that. And so they genuinely think that like I saw a disabled person was like, ooh, you know, free money. It's like double layers of ignorance. Yeah. A, they mm-hmm. don't understand the disability systems that are out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So true. I mean, yeah, I, you guys, I know that you guys are in the States and I'm in Canada, but it's the, as, as far as disability checks, I know that they're very similar. Like ours, I think is between 400 and $700 a month or 400 and a thousand dollars a month, which mm-hmm. is still, yeah. you know, uh, below poverty. And that's just, and f- so for the fact that people would think like, yeah, and someone is taking those checks and it's like, it's easier to just not get those checks actually. It should mm-hmm. just be easier to not go through that process to do that. Exactly. If you were, yeah, if you were a gold-digger, you're the worst gold-digger. Yeah, it's <laughs> almost offensive. But if people think I genuinely am like a gold-digger, that this is what I, I settled for. You know, like a, a disability. Yeah, they're like, she's a gold-digger for those disability checks. I feel like I could do much better if I was a gold-digger. I could find like some millionaire, you know, find a yacht. Oh, good. For sure. And I guess there are people that think that because Shane had a blog or a YouTube channel beforehand that Hannah was here to like jump on ship. Oh, yeah. And that 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 idea ignores the fact that we were long distance for two years. Mm -hmm. Like we suffered through those two years of long distance and YouTube and Instagram were not. Hannah didn't have an Instagram account um, for three years that I knew you two yeah, years I got one like a year and a half um mm. it was never like uh, it's just and you just like I mean when we started our channel you had some followers from your book I remember you had 14,000 Instagram followers and so like we thought that was like really exciting and, and we started our YouTube channel and we got I think in six months we got 4,000 and that uh-huh. pretty much came from people who had read Shane's book and like that mm. was exciting but I mean that was not like we weren't making any money like it was not a an endeavor that I had like decided, you know, there was nothing existed for me to take when we first met, you know, Uh, like no offense to you, Shane, but like, I mean, I met Shane when he was 23 and I was, I had just turned 20. He was like living with his parents in his parents' basement. Like it was not a situation where I was like, oh yes, here I come. This is it. (laughs) And couple that with the fact that Hannah is very introverted. Mm. When, When we began discussing the potential oh, yeah. to make a YouTube channel. Hannah was like, Mm-mm, nope, oh, no way. I don't want to talk to the camera. It took us like, like a month to film the first video because I couldn't even say hello. I had to say, hi, my name is Hannah. I still remember that. That was our first line ever. And then Shane was supposed to say, and I'm Shane. And it took me literally like three hours to be able to look into the camera and be like, hi, my name is Hannah in a normal way. We have like, I should find those clips of me trying. That's, it's, oh my God. Yeah. It was so, you were like giggling and you were I like, couldn't. I can't do it. I can't do I it. Know, it's just so uncomfortable. <laughs> now I'm used to it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still really shitty though, that people are making up these rumors because it's, it's the fact that interabled couples are so underrepresented that like, it's almost as if there has to be an ulterior motive for the person who's in the relationship, who's able-bodied to be in the relationship with somebody who's disabled. Mm-hmm. And instead of, you know, it just being the fact that like, you know, Shane is like handsome and funny and doesn't like cake other than chocolate cake <laughs> right there those are my three qualities <laughs> um it, it couldn't be the fact that there are all of these positive traits to somebody it's the fact that like there has to be an ulterior motive which is 
so ableist, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just reeking of ableism that like they're trying to figure out the, the way that Hannah could be in this relationship. And that to me is just like, absolutely, you know, unacceptable to every single degree. And I think that they're missing out on all of the magic and the boring good stuff that is in all of your content and that, that you guys do show the world and stuff. And it's really disheartening. And I'm so sorry that you guys have to like read that and go through and block and delete or leave up or (laughs) whatever you decide to do with those comments, but it's ridiculous. And yeah, Hannah, if you are a gold digger, you're not, you didn't do it too well. (laughs) But maybe you could, next time someone asks that you should like message them and be like, Hey, you're right. I fucked up. I thought, thought I was going to be really good at this, but but I'm not. And so if you could let me know how to be a better gold digger. Didn't do my it. research. I'm making $12,000 a year. Please help. <laughs> Please help me, SOS. Send money to my Venmo. <laughs> you should um, do a bid dump. That's what you should do. Yeah, I should. Yeah, you should Absolutely. just start. <laughs> for money. Shane, can you describe Hannah in one word? And Hannah, can you describe Shane in one word? Who wants to go first? I can go. You can go. My word is attentive. He's very Mm. attentive. Like, not even just in our relationship, but he's a very attentive partner, like, you know, toward me, but also just in general. You know, he's very organized and and takes care of like all the little details of our Except lives. when I forget to make the phone call. Well, ex- well that's why I was so <laughs> shocked that you hadn't called about the furnishing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to fight after this about mm-hmm. the furnace. I'm yeah. really excited. I'm glad I brought yeah. it up. <laughs> um, I would say that my word for Hannah, which is something we've talked about a little bit, is passionate. Um, mm. She really cares about making the world a more equitable and loving and caring place for all people. And that mm. has stood out to me from day one. Passionate and attentive. Oh, <laughs> such good forces to connect. <laughs> Do you two have any plans for the honeymoon? Not really yet, no. No, uh, it's, it's weird to get married during a pandemic. I know. <laughs> We're going to have like our, our big celebration type wedding next year. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, that seems less and less likely as time goes on. But I guess we'll do a honeymoon after that if it's safe. But we don't mm-hmm. know where yet. We haven't decided. We, we love traveling. Traveling prior to the pandemic was a really big part of our relationship and our work. Um, we are fortunate enough that like we're speaking engagements and stuff like that, we've been able to travel. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. super weird not being able to do that right now. I know. So hopefully our honeymoon can be like a, a giant return to, yeah. to that whenever <laughs> it's safe again. They're the most like Elaborate, far out there far, place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I know it feels like there's something that has been – taken away from all of us because we haven't been able to travel you know even just like like I, I feel like I talk shit all the time where I tell my friends I'm like okay hey, that's it you know this month I'm gone like this month I'm gonna book a one-way to Southeast Asia and I'm gone but it's like the fact that I had the opportunity to do that just felt good like you know I could like watch travel porn and like collect images and like make a fake itinerary mm-hmm. and then never go on it but like still I had the option to go on it but now it's like I don't even have the option to go on it and I know that there's somebody who's listening right now who's going to say like, well, you 
can technically travel. Like you can technically do it, but it's that you have to quarantine for 14 days when you arrive at a place. And then I don't know what it's like for you guys where you're at currently. Cause to me, the States is just like not caring about it at yeah, all, but you have I mean, to quarantine yeah. when you from Canada, if you go to a place, you have to quarantine there and then you have to quarantine when you come back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not taking yeah. like a month out of yeah. my life yeah. to quarantine from, from this. So, yeah. and, and I hope that COVID has been okay where you two are at. I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with yeah. the, the U.S. just generally not giving much of a shit. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like been getting worse uh, because of how the administration is handling it, uh, which is to say terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, I am high risk. Like if I got a respiratory infection, mm-hmm. like COVID, it would, it would do damage to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to be like that much more careful and when so much of the country isn't caring not wearing masks not you know socially distancing um it makes us really nervous because we are afraid to go to the gas station where someone may have been coughing without a mask you know makes Mm. every every single thing out there that much more scary yeah Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fun, 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 fun. This year, right? Just like a total dumpster fire for everyone. <laughs> it's so crappy. Um, what is something quirky about Hannah and what is something quirky about Shane that maybe, and I'm sure that you have talked about this in one of your videos. I couldn't find it, but I'm sure that at one point, um, you know, something that's like small, like Shane, you know, collects chocolate cake recipes <laughs> and nobody knows about them or anything or like you know collects bugs or something oh, that's a good one quirky about you you know what i missed this question i did too. and i did not prepare for it i didn't either um, oh it's a it's an impromptu question so it's oh, a, oh, yeah. so surprise. Where was this? Well, this hold on yeah this is a good one we have to both see how badly we can embarrass the other i know i'm thinking like how bad yeah what, what quirky thing about you Cassie? Turkey, turkey. You're just a crazy person. Um, Pick one um, thing. You could be like talking to oneself or singing songs in the shower or collecting funny things or, um, you know, being interested. Like, like I don't know anything about physics, but I watch videos on physics as if I know where I'm like, mm, yes, a proton and a nucleus. Okay, cool. I don't know what's going on though, but I choose to watch them all the time. I I think I have one for you. Okay, this ahead. is kind of a combination of a fear and a quirk. Um, when, when Hannah gets out of bed at night to like use the bathroom or basically use the bathroom. Yeah, that's usually the only reason. <laughs> or, you know, go for a run. <laughs> Do no, do but, her makeup and then come back to bed. Um, Hannah is a little bit of a scaredy cat, and so when she gets out of bed to the point when she gets back in bed, I am not allowed to talk because my voice is apparently horrifying. It's a thing. In the it's middle, an actual actual issue, Shane. <laughs> it's not a quirk. It's like a. It's like a. A brain problem, okay? You are literally, yeah, he's not allowed to talk. If he says a word, it like sends me into a panic. I'm I'm hyper alert. 
when I get out of bed in the middle of the night, I am listening to every sound in the house. If I hear a single sound, I'm going to freak out. So if I'm like, okay. let me, if I'm like, so if I hear babe. a man's voice screaming, it always sounds very loud. Everything. Yeah, you always talk very loud. I don't want to hear it. That is very true. That's very true. It's a neural, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a neurological it's a thing. I also plug my ears when I flush the toilet. That's you true. You could have added that oh. on. Oh, yeah. I forgot loud about that. sounds. I don't yeah. like them. So. That That's is quirky. That is quirky. definitely one way to put that is definitely quirky. Well, I don't have something that's like that bad for you. That's not fair. I don't know. You don't have like a thing like that. Um, I was, I mean, for you, I was going to do your affinity for spreadsheets. Wow. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, Shane makes yeah. spreadsheets about like anything possible, like recipes. He'll list them out. Just for fun. Organize like, no, them. No use for them ever. We've had like five different movie spreadsheets where he's like made a spreadsheet that he's going to then like rank the movies. But then he eventually it like times out where he's like, these movies are now our ranking system was off and I need a new spreadsheet. So he has like a bunch of different ones. That's yeah. pretty good. I don't know. That's pretty good. That's yeah. He loves them. I'll make it's like I'll make good. like imaginary budgets oh, yeah. where like it, this isn't for things that we're doing. It doesn't in, involve real world like income or expenses. Just like what if we wanted to move to California? Yeah. Like we're mm. not doing that. Mm. But I'll make a budget to see what that might look like. Oh, okay. you know, what what if Fun. what if we made ten million dollars next year? Like yeah. let's make a budget for that just to what? see. <laughs> He what if we that. all went to the moon like yeah. do that one next exactly i might do that budget exactly. <laughs> i don't know uh, that is th- those are both very 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 interesting things about <laughs> one another that are very quirky <laughs> and very lovable um hannah what is some what's the biggest thing that shane has taught you and shane what's the biggest thing that hannah has taught you um i think i think like how to emotionally open up more. I definitely at the beginning of our relationship, like it's been so long now that it's hard to even remember, but I I remember, you know, how difficult that was for me at the beginning and, you know, talking about Mm. my feelings and all that stuff. Definitely. Mm. Mm Because he's always been so good at that. I just like to talk. That's the the problem. But you talk so openly about your emotions. I couldn't believe it. And that was really helpful in the beginning because Hannah was happy to let me ramble. Uh huh. I was. <laughs> and I was it's happy true. to ramble. She's happy to talk. I love that about him. <laughs> um, what has Hannah taught me? Hannah has taught me that life is not a hundred percent about maximizing productivity at mm. all times. I based base or based a lot of my worth on how successful I feel at any mm-hmm. given moment. Um, and Hannah has helped me realize that it's okay to take some time to watch a movie and not be productive. I don't mm-hmm. have to, you know, put my movie on a spreadsheet so that I feel <laughs> like I'm being that's, useful, you that's know? That's probably where that stuff is. <laughs> you know, if I'm, if I'm categorizing it so that I can then look back on it, I'm like, okay, well, and the movie wasn't a waste of time. Um, I'm going to confiscate all of your spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, delete. Throw his computer out. Just like, yeah. throw his computer out. But, uh, yeah, like, I used to get really frustrated when like, I felt like I wasn't being as productive as I could be. And, mm. and that has helped me realize that you also have to have fun here and there. Mm, <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I feel like the communication part is 
that's such like a beautiful lesson to be taught. And it's so nice when there's a, when I feel like you two balance each other so perfectly, like the introvertedness and the extrovertedness, you know, it's so nice when partner can show you that opening up can be safe and it can be good and it can be valuable. And even if two people disagree in communication, people can work on it and whatnot. And then it's so nice for Hannah to, you know, kind of alleviate the productivity monster that like, I feel like everybody has inside of them. That's just like, what did you produce today? You know? And like, are you a valuable person because of your production? And it's like, that's like comes from capitalism, you know, and that if you don't make something and if you're not in some way doing something instead of just like allowing a day to be a day, then you could feel guilty or you could feel shame or you could feel, you know, something that says I could have been doing something worthwhile instead of just watching a movie. You know, I could have been balancing someone's checkbook or whatever. <laughs> or categorizing the, yep. the number of items we have in our refrigerator. <laughs> right. <laughs> something completely worthless. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally, totally. So I feel like those are really, really, really valuable lessons that you two taught each other. And I feel like throughout this conversation, getting to know you guys a little bit better, you know, I think that you both have taught me to think about the ways that I navigate the world and think about the ways that I navigate stuff with a partner. And I think like we're both aligned so much with our values and stuff that I feel like we're distant friends, even though this is the first time I've talked to you guys and um, we haven't FaceTime for three months, but I'm moving in sometime soon. Don't worry. That's fine. We have room. We, can, we, uh, we have a whole basement that Shane can't access. Yeah. So it's, really it's yours. It is riddled with spiders. We don't go down there, um, but it's but finished. Other than that, it's, it's all yours. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, this dungy basement that no one uses, come have it. And there will be some work being done on the furnace eventually. At some point. <laughs> when Shane calls them when Shane calls them Um, thank you two so much for spending time with me today where can everybody find you online so you can follow both of us on Instagram Uh, my handle is Shane Berthaw yep mine is Hannah Ale and on YouTube at Romy and Grubs yeah that's it and just curious where did the username Squirmy and Grubs come from (laughs) Those were our nicknames for each other very early on in our relationship. Yeah. Shane called me squirmy, or still does, because I apparently, according to him, squirm around in the bed at night. Like I, while I sleep, I move, which I have actually always known. My mom used to call me fidgety. So I guess it's true. I fidget or fidgety as Shane calls it. Quite, uh. I know. Squirmy that I squirm around and keep him awake. Uh, and then I call him Grubs because his hands, I don't know if this is like SMA related or just him, um, but his hands are always like sweaty and a grubby. Bit, a little bit sweaty. Just sweaty. So I would, I'd be like, your hands are so grubby all the time. So Grubs. You're <laughs> so grubby. <laughs> They're both like slightly like rude to the yeah, other. I know. And then when we were humming up with a name, we were like, why not? Let's just do that. I know, but it's very hard to understand. Like when we say squirmy and grubs, people are like, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> and- we should fix like actual words. <laughs> it's also like a part of your sense of humor as well. True. Right? To be insulting to one another. Yeah, to be, exactly. yeah, to be yeah. made in front of each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. And we'll put your usernames and the link to your YouTube channel in the show notes uh, for people to find you and they can talk to you guys on those platforms. So thank you again. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. 
All right, friends, you made it to the end of the episode. You know what to do now. Head over to our Instagram account, Conversations with Kenzie, and let us know what you loved about the episode. Or let us know what you didn't love. What questions did we miss? What questions could we have asked differently? Let us know there. As always, stay curious, keep asking questions, and keep making conversations in your everyday life. Until next time.